Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Today is 10 Keys to a Healthy, Loving Marriage. This is J.A. Jones. And uh, again, I'm glad you're listening to Thinking Into Success, where we offer spiritual solutions to real problems. I have with me today my high school sweetheart, my companion, my wife, uh, for how many years? Go ahead and say hello. Hello. 38 years. Yes, we've been together 38 years and going on 39. Yes. So we have truly been blessed and we are not the norm because the norm gets divorced after maybe 5, 10, or 15, and some today 20 years or less. Mm -hmm. So we want to encourage you today. We have a great amount of experience in counseling, pre-matter counseling, uh, post-counseling, uh, or just relationship counseling. We have helped, I don't know, countless uh, number of couples to try to find a way to resolve their indifferences. So, and I want to read one scripture before we go forward in relation to marriage. It's coming from the book of Genesis chapter number two. It says this, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. Now, there's another, I believe, translation that renders leave and cleave as leave and be united. Then there's another translation that says leave and be joined. And then another one says this, leave and hold fast. So what precisely does it mean to leave your father and mother and cleave to your spouse? We're going to answer that question uh, with these 10 keys to a healthy, loving marriage. The Bible says a man that finds a wife, he finds a good thing and he obtains favor of the Lord. So I know I have favor today. What do you think? Truly. 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 <laughs> so just in general, just kind of off the cuff, the question I just read or spoke to you, it says, what does it mean to leave your father and your mother and cleave to your spouse? Well, uh, it is uh, an act of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Leaving your mother and father, your parents, right. and uh, no longer going to them to get all of your advice and uh, to live by their rules. You're leaving home to make your own home, your own family, and set up your own rules. And uh, your wife is your com what is it? confidant. Yeah, confidant. Yes, yes. Sounding yes. board, confidant. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you decide things together. Right. That's right. Yes. That's right. So we're going to continue and uh, look at this particular verse and kind of break it down 
Today could be just our introductory to other keys that we're going to discuss in the near future. So we're going to just go through some things that we have in front of us and kind of just go back and forth and talk about it. Well, the word cleave means to adhere to, to stick to, or join with. It is um, when two people come together to make one entity. Mm -hmm. It means that, you know, when things get tough, you don't quit. Because right. you're going to, you're, you're constantly learning uh, about each other and from each other. You're going to go through some things uh, where you have difference of opinions. Right. And you learn how to work things out between the two of you, but you don't give up and quit so easily. You and, and one may be more mature than the other, mm -hmm. but when you're cleaving to each other, you the traditional vows you make well some people make some mm -hmm. people don't use traditional vows right but in the traditional vows it says for better or for worse for richer or for poor in sickness and in health mm -hmm. so you stick with each other and you endure while each other is maturing as you get older, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> not right. just age wise, but maturing in knowledge and learning uh, about life together. Right. And so uh, don't expect each other to be perfect, mm -hmm. to know everything. Right. Like we say, you're going to make mistakes. Right. But uh, as Christians, if both of you are Christians, uh, you you learn you definitely want to show respect one to another and you want to talk things out you want to pray together pray for each other yes and the, ultimately you want to uh, put your trust in God and be patient and work with each other you know uh, be willing to admit you were wrong right ask for forgiveness right and seek godly counsel or seek god's counsel through his word regularly regularly could be every day could be weekly however it is you got to have uh god as the center of the of the marriage because if you're both aiming to please god you you most likely won't miss pleasing each other right I thought that was a good point in what you just discussed and, and spoke to us. Awesome, awesome information. Now, recorded in Genesis chapter two, which we read earlier, we must recognize that God created Adam first. Would you agree, First Lady? Definitely. Okay, and then Eve. See, God himself brought Eve to Adam. Mm -hmm. God himself ordained that they would be joined together in holy matrimony. Now, he said that the two of them would become one flesh. This is actually a picture of marital intimacy. It's an act of love. Now, which should never involve anybody else. Correct. And as you have spoken earlier, what cleave means, it means to adhere to. And it's important for uh, our audience or anybody that would hear this message that they must adhere to one another. I like the word stick to. Almost like a postage stamp. Yes. You know, 
<laughs> when you get ready to mail a letter, you got to get a postage stamp and you got to put it on there. Some people lick it. I don't lick stamps no more. Years ago, I don't know where that stamp, that glue has has been, but <laughs> but you know you you wet the stamp and you stick it on the envelope, and you know what? That stamp will stick to that envelope until it gets to the destination. Yep. Now, when you get married, I truly believe that. When two get married, they to they must stick to one another. They must adhere to one another. Almost like super duper glue, gorilla glue, whatever glue that is really powerful so they can get to that destination of forever together mm-hmm. or to death do them part. Right. So I think that's important for us as we are talking about this 10 keys to a healthy, loving marriage. So this is kind of the introductory uh, to what we're going to be talking about coming up. So that's important for us to know. Now, if either spouse fails to both leave and cleave, either one of them now, there are going to be some problems in a marriage. Yep. But there's always solutions to every problem. It is. Now, if the spouses refuse to, to really leave their parents, if they do not leave their parents, in other words, if they refuse to, if they make a choice not to, they may have left the house, but that doesn't mean they left the parents. Correct. Because the parents' attitude, the parents' example, and all of those things are still in that son or daughter. But if they refuse to or choose not to, conflict and stress in that relationship will begin. Mm -hmm. Because leaving your parents does not mean ignoring them or forgetting them. It doesn't mean that you cannot spend time with them anymore. Leaving your parents mean is just recognizing that your marriage uh, created a new family. When you get married, it literally started a new family. And you mentioned that a while ago. So the new family must be a higher priority than the previous one. The previous one in this case is where you grew up or you could be married twice or three times and you could have been married before. So uh, that's important as we go forward. So what do you think about that, First Lady? Yes, the new marriage, if you're leaving your parents, is your first marriage. Right. Uh, that's more, it's, it's, your, it's your foundation. Yes, yes. You you're going to still have your parents' right. values and right. uh, hear their voices and mm-hmm. various things, but mm-hmm. uh, you're beginning to set a, a new foundation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Or building on that foundation with your spouse. So uh, leaving your parents mean you you no longer putting them mm-hmm. their their uh, demands, their requirements of you being around. Right. All of that does not come first. Right. What each other, what you and your spouse decide to do. Right. Comes. First, and yes. you have to listen to each other mm. and mm. respect each other's opinions, 
kind of go, kind of read each other's heart. Because right. a lot of times we right. don't say what we really want to say, right. but uh, how we say it can really tell whether we really mean it or not. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we have to pay attention to each other and, and kind of read in, in between the uh, lines, so to speak, as far as what the spouse is or is not saying. Their body may be saying one thing and their mouth saying another right right it's not easy without a doubt (laughs) especially in the beginning you know it could be a lot of guesswork it could be a lot of trial and error and you're just trying to figure it out but you know cleaving it's key you know in building a healthy relationship or a healthy marriage actually in what we're talking about because hard times are going to come but when you really stick to it, just like a stamp, you stick to that envelope, you stick until you get to the destination of till death do you part. So it's a constant building and, and knowing. You will demonstrate and it will unfold as a beautiful relationship in which God intends it to be. So that's very, very important. Very, very important for us to understand as we are talking to you today about a solution uh, to marital problems. And there are definitely answers to your questions. Marriage is work and it takes work uh, to keep it going. Now, we know in the beginning, many times when couples get together, they're not really truthful, are they? They're not really being honest. You know, we, we've done a council with couples and the title, Take Off the Masks, because a lot of times people are portraying things that they are really not. They, you know, they may, you know, come on, the guy may act romantic. He may open the car door. He may buy his girlfriend some flowers or deliver them at work or have somebody else deliver them on her birthday uh, or on an important day of her life that, you know, he heard in their conversation. He may do that. He may even hold their hand you know, as they're walking. But that doesn't automatically mean he's going to continue that. Now, that's good that he's doing it. I think that's a plus. Uh, But you got to be real. What do you think about that? I totally agree because she doesn't look like that all the time. Look like what all the time? Her hair may not be always okay. in place. Okay. She doesn't go to bed wearing lipstick. Right. And she doesn't wake up uh, with her breath smelling like roses or um, mouthwash or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, seeing each other in each in the natural state mean not mean I don't mean nude. Right. But uh, right. But mm-hmm. being yourself. Being yourself, being real when you're in the courting stage or dating stage is important. Yes. Because if you are totally together, so to speak, every time you see each other, then that man, when he sees you after you get married, he's going to think that's the way you look all the time. And that's not true. Correct. That's why it's important to take off the mask and be real. Uh, I truly believe that if you want this person 
for the rest of your life, or if the man is picking this woman and the woman is accepting that invitation of being picked uh, for him and for each other, that there must be times when you see each other when they are down, uh, when they are mad, when they're upset, when they're frustrated, maybe with a sibling, they're frustrated with their parents or a parent, they're frustrated at, at the workplace, and then they go out with you on Friday night and they're not frustrated, you know, they're happy. So I truly believe that a lot of times we paint a picture of who we think we are, but we really show who we are once we tie the knot. Hmm. When you say I do and she says I do. So the, the leave and cleave in the marriage bond is really a picture and union God wants us to have with him. Right. What do you think, uh, Cindy, about that? And as far as the leaving and cleaving uh, being a picture of our relationship with God. And is that important, having a good relationship with God and how that will impact the marriage or how the marriage should reflect our relationship with God? Uh, I think it is totally a picture of the leaving uh, our relationship with God. God uses marriage as an example of our relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Right. Meaning I'm never away from you. And even emotionally, I am always with you. I will not forsake you. Right. And so uh, as a natural marriage or earthly marriage, your heart should always be continually towards your mate because after God, that's the number one person in your life. Say that again now. After God, it, your spouse is the number one mm. person in your life. Mm. Not even before your children. Right. You know, I mean, you don't put your children before your spouse because right. your children will grow up and leave home. Mm -hmm. But your spouse is always going to be there uh, after the children are gone before the children get there <laughs> and so right uh, you're, you're becoming one mm -hmm. so you're an extension of each other right you're one and so uh, as far as the the similar two between your by uh your relationship with God, God want us to leave worldly things and and our relationship with him and his standards and uh, should always come before we we put our family, our, our parents, mm -hmm. and anybody else. God is a jealous God. He right. doesn't want us to have anybody else before him. Right. Because when we show that we love him, we live by his standards that he has set for us to live. And it's not selfish. It's really a, he set those standards so we can have a, a full life, an abundant life. Right. That's and, great. And when we live that way, he loves on us and we love on him. And, and it just fulfills mm -hmm. us as individuals because mm -hmm. he made us. Mm-hmm. And he mm -hmm. made us with that space for him only. Mm -hmm. So yeah. same thing with the marriage. When we are in a marriage, 
we we bond together, we cleave together, the husband and the wife, and there's no room for anybody else in that relationship. It's not a threesome, it's a twosome. Yes. That becomes a onesome. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, right. Yes, and, and the only triangle will be God, husband, and wife. <laughs> yep, the triangle? Yes, okay. a threefold cord okay. that the Bible calls it. What's it's a threefold cord? What does it say? A threefold cord is not easily a broken. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Why Correct. is that? Because God is in the center and he's helping hold us together. Mm-hmm. True. So as your relationship goes with God, so will your natural relationships or your marital relationship. And I'm pretty sure that's what we're expressing to you today. There's a principle in Deuteronomy that says, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and cleave unto him. And I'm pretty sure that's in Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse number four. So once you have a healthy relationship with God, it will definitely help you to have healthy relationships with your spouse, with your mate. And very good points by Cindy as what she has expressed in concerning uh, what does it mean to leave and cleave. And that's what we're talking about in this introductory lesson today or this message to help us to understand how to start off correctly, how to get it right up front or to discern and to understand marriage before you really get into it and even after you're in it, you can still make some adjustments. Yeah, you can still change. And yes. and and what I just said, as she makes her comment on it, it ain't a matter of the other person changing more than the person that really needs to change is the one that's really going through something. So, what do you think? Yes, the one in the mirror. The it's, one in the mirror. It's the one in the mirror. Okay. We are not requ we are not required to change anybody, and we cannot change anybody. You sure? Only you God sure? can change. Come on now, people. you know people get into relationship and look at that man oh. and say, "I'm going to change him." Yes. Oh, almost like you are his mother and you want to mm. be his wife. Really, really. <laughs> That's going to be really frustrating because it's not going to happen. And anything, and, and, and in a marriage, you pray for one another. Right. But even in that praying for one another, don't be surprised when God starts working on you. Yes, when yes. You're praying for the other person, because it's it's all about <clears throat> we're 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 responsible for ourselves. Yes. We're responsible. We got to give account for ourselves. Yes. I can't stand before God and give an account for you. No, she can't stand. No. She's looking at me and saying she cannot stand and give account to God for me, her husband. Yes, you have it's to not do gonna that work. for yourself. That's correct. But I do have to stand before God and give an account for my actions, mm. my responses, mm. um, my thoughts, my actions, uh, whatever I've done, whether I changed, whether I was obedient or not. Mm -hmm. And I can't say... Uh, you made me do it. Right. No, remember Flip said the devil made me do it. <laughs> I, I think it was Flip Wilson. Yeah, the devil made Wilson. me do it. 
I can't blame anybody and tell them they made me do it because I make my own choices. That's right. Now, I don't know if, as you're listening, that that's what happened in the garden. Adam blamed Eve. Yep. When God approached Adam and said, Adam. Well, he blamed God, too. He says, it's that woman that you gave me. Mm-hmm. That's right. At one point, wow, man, how can you blame the one that blessed you with the mm. one you wanted, mm. the woman you wanted? Now, but God, as I said, God put Adam and Eve together. God brought Eve to Adam. Yes. So it's important for us to have this understanding that we must take responsibility in relationships for our own actions. No matter how hard it gets. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard it gets. And it's going to get hard sometimes. Oh, yes. oh, My yes. goodness. It surely will. But it's it's a blessing to be married. Yes. And marriage is a blessing. It's not a curse. Yes. It's not something you should run from. But if that's the thing that you choose in life, mm-hmm. uh, if you choose as a husband or as a man, you choose a woman and, uh, and it's in the will of God in the sense of having premarital counseling, Mm -hmm. really think about something in this relationship. Think about what you're thinking about and concerning the relationship. Don't get caught up in lust. Don't get caught up in your emotions. Mm -hmm. Don't get caught up in what they're riding, what they're driving. Don't get caught up in how they look, how big they are, how short they are. Don't get caught up in the physical features. She may look like a brick house, but she may be a a Coca-Cola bottle, a leader down the road. But don't get caught up in that. He may look like an athlete. He may look strong, but that doesn't mean he's going to be that way long. (laughs) That doesn't mean he's going to be that way all the time. So you got to look inward before you look outward. Now, it's a bonus if he or she looks great on the outside. Oh, without a doubt. But you know what, uh, Cindy, I think and I'm pretty sure in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 31 and the virtuous woman mm-hmm. and what was written there in chapter 31, it says beauty is what? Deceitful. Deceitful and vain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. it doesn't yeah. last. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't last. No, it doesn't last. It's going to get older. It, well, yes. It's going to get older. And things are going to change. Yes. But the key here and what we are expressing is that helping you to understand uh, what you need to think about as you want to leave and cleave to the one you're going to be with forever. Yes. Because you got to realize God takes his design for marriage seriously. He take it really seriously. Mm-hmm. So leaving and cleaving is God's plan right. for those who want to marry. Period. Leaving and cleaving mm-hmm. is not the government, is not the state, is not the city's plan. It is God's plan mm-hmm. for a man and a woman to be united in holy matrimony and mm-hmm. be under the confines of, of, of the Bible and understanding the principles and how to connect even while you're courting or dating and what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. So when we follow God's plan, you won't be disappointed. Now, you may, as uh, Cindy has said, you may get disappointed in yourself and you possibly and most people are disappointed or frustrated when they cannot change that husband or wife mm-hmm. for whatever reason. That's why it's so important to pray about who you want to spend the rest of your life with. 
Yes. And whether you have made that decision or not, um, marriage is a it is a beautiful thing. Yes. It is My fulfilling. It is comforting. It's, yes. It's, uh, it, it keeps you grounded. It mm-hmm. really does. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you go from glory to glory. I mean, you you love each other. If you stick with the person, you realize how much you you don't think you can fall in love again. Right. But you you really you start growing and yes. growing and growing yes. more in love with mm, the person, mm, mm, and it's mm. a beautiful thing. It is. It mm. is. So you have to agree as you walk together. Uh, do you have something you want to read out of the Bible or well, a verse no, from just God's that, principles? That, Go ahead. That verse you okay. just mentioned in Proverbs thirty-one. It says, "Charm is deceitful, and beauty." Is passing according to the New King James Version, but uh, I believe the King James Version said beauty is vain. But it says, "But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised." Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. And really, it's the same way with the man too. You know, charm is deceitful because people will tell you anything to try to get your attention. Right. But it is. Mm-hmm. It's what's on the inside, the character. That is really what you want to pay attention to. Right. And you're not going to find somebody that's totally perfect, meaning flawless. Right. But you got to see the potential there. Are you on the same page or similar goals, same wavelengths, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that you can Mm -hmm. uh, encourage each other to be all that God has called them. Mm hmm to be or each other to be right and support them and love them through that you should compliment one another in a relationship not always wanting to confront not always wanting to criticize yeah so once you are in that premarital stage and you're looking for that uh that man is looking for the woman and the woman is preparing herself to be picked by the right man and vice versa, you should go in complimenting. You should go in understanding strengths and weaknesses, understanding who may be a free spirit and who may be uh, one that is not a free spirit. So a lot of family history need to be uh, discovered and understood and just a lot of things in order to get in there and really understand how to flow in the relationship and be in a powerful position to last forever in that relationship. So this is just, again, an introductory to the 10 keys to a healthy, loving marriage. And we have several more that we're going to start talking about these important keys so your marriage can have success. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.